The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure. We're talking about a machine and its variants from 0083 Stardust Memory. We also have a machine that it was developed from, from Mobile Suit Gundam. And a machine that was developed from, from MSV. I will say, however, once we get to the questions at the end, we get a question and we talk about it for quite a while. I think we have a very good conversation. That conversation covers um, a lot of machines from a lot of Gundam series. For none of them do we go particularly deep, but if just general discussion of like the grunt machines, it's about grunts, uh, from various franchise feels like a, a spoiler to you, I would tap out when we get past the main discussion and into the questions. Uh, as I say, no plot details. Nothing significant, but if you're like, I don't want to hear anything, we say a lot of things, so I would tap out there. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista and G, as my heart is filled with goodwill for all mobile suit kind. I'm Six Tatmar. You say that, but I feel like there are mobile suits you have not had goodwill towards. Right, I'm talking about specifically today. Okay. Damn. No, this is just a mood thing. I'm not lesson. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Dylan. Also, uh... I, yeah, uh, my brain, I was, what was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, I wish we got the Bound Dock today then, but, um, anyway. You know, I probably could be nice to the Bound Dock today. That's fair. <laughs> we'll see what we get today. Uh, speaking of which, what are we rolling today? Um, well, let's see. Let me look at the listener request list. It might be a little too chaotic for today. You know... Listen, you. gang, I'm going to be straight with y'all. We're going to roll on the listener request list, and if it's not something I feel like talking about, we're just going to roll early UC. Okay. It's all, it's, I, I mean, this with all due respect, I just, I want to capitalize on this feeling of goodwill towards mobile suits. So if today we happen to roll a car, I'll be like, we'll do it another time, but I'm not feeling it right now. You know what? That, fair enough. So... Okay, second half. Odds are good. We're not actually going to do whatever this is. <laughs> oh, it's a reroll. Okay. Let's keep us in suspense. Yeah, sorry, we're not doing that. Um, we will do it another time. Early I, UC. I, yeah, we, we're probably just going to do early UC. This was probably how this was going to go, because I just want to talk about a classic fucking mobile suit today. You know what? That's fair, though. Look, it's our fucking show. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And ah, okay. See, this is gonna be a fun one. What is it? MS twenty one C. MS twenty one C. Uh, ooh. Is double this... O eighty three. That's your clue. Oh, MS twenty one C. This is the Drossy. This is the Drossy. Yeah. Okay. Too good of a clue. Yeah. Uh, when you said double O eighty three, it really clicked in uh, place in my head. But I was like. MS-21, that's post... I was like, that's post-Camphor and post-Gelgoog. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, the Dracy. Um, this is a cool machine. A uh, very cool one. I quite like this one. Uh, so we'll talk about it. Um, the Dracy. This is a mass production mobile suit. Uh, as mentioned, first appearing in 0083 Stardust Memory. Um, there. It also appears in a couple other things, uh, and we'll talk about those appearances as well. Uh, but yeah, this is like a weird space use mobile suit. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, it, hmm. One could argue it doesn't have legs, but in a way, it does have what are essentially legs. Uh, but I guess we'll talk about it when we get to the, the design points. So, um... I guess I could just start on that. This one's actually kind of a simple one because of its design. Um, so starting with the head, uh, we get a really neat Monowai head. Um, the Monowai rail is cool because it kind of like extends around the whole head. Um, like, you know, it, it it is obviously like pointing facing where you would normally expect, but you can see that there's like more of that, like, you know, black cut in uh, going around the head. Um, and so my brain wants to imagine, even if it doesn't happen in things, that the Monowai can actually roll, like, in all of the black areas. Uh, I mean, there's no way it can't. Yeah. Which would be really cool, because, you know, it's got... So, you know, it goes all the way to the top of the head, and then it also has two sections on each, like, the the side of each head that kind of, like, go back mm-hmm. a fair bit. Um, also on the head, uh, there is an indentation... Which, the interesting thing about the indentation on the head is sometimes it is just colored in as if it's a detail. Uh, like, you know, like, not, like, anything special. But then, on a certain other version of this, uh, it is, uh, sometimes made into, like, a, what is obviously a secondary camera. Um, Mm. so, like, a good example would be here. You can see, uh, the forehead being, you know clearly colored in like a camera mm-hmm. uh rather than just being the same dark blue uh gbo2 on the other hand just goes with it just being the same as the rest of the head so just an interesting little note between uh variants funnily enough the artist mika akitaka uh when he drew the ms girl of this because of course he fucking did uh he did make that into a camera as well so it might have just been Something that they didn't color in animation or on the settee, but was always intended to be a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on... Because he's, of course, the original designer of this thing. Yes, yeah. He is both, uh, yeah. The, the Back when he used to also make robots instead of only MS girls, which is all he does now, and I'm always going to be bitter about it, but because I actually love his robots a lot. But anyway. Um, moving on to the torso. Uh, the torso is an interesting one. So we've got this... Uh, it continues to just be this flat blue color. Uh, however, the chest details kind of remind me of, like, if you took a Zaku's chest details and kind of squished them a bit. Like, specifically in that it has, like, a T-shaped area of armor on the front of the chest. It's got a clear left and right section of the chest. And then it's got, like, these two indentations, which, funnily enough, I believe are not actually the cockpit hatch. I believe the cockpit hatch is, like, directly in the middle um, like, it just, you know, the middle part flaps down, but it looks like a Zaku chest, like, in terms of its overall mm-hmm. shape and stuff. Uh, just doesn't have the cockpit in the same spot that you put the Zaku cockpit. Um, but yeah, um, 
Then for the arms, uh, you have a bit of exposed frame for the actual connection uh, into the top of the arms. So you've got like a, kind of a bare metal shoulder. However, what you then have is a, um, you have even like a little connector on the top of this gray shoulder area connecting into this. But basically you have a giant ball on each shoulder. Uh, and these balls have four thrusters uh, on the outside of them. And they are basically just large, weird orb propellant tanks, um, is how I imagine them. I mean, they're kind of, they're more like AMBAC units, though, right? Because they do have the thrusters on them, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, you have thruster, you have uh, propellant tanks that have thrusters on them. But these are, yeah, these are here to be its primary source of AMBAC. Yeah. And not only that, but weirdly, um, like I said, it, they look ejectable is the weird thing, right? Because, like, you can mm. see, like, the way they latch onto the shoulder, like, how there's, like, even, like, a very obvious latch, and there is a variant of this we'll talk about that does use a different shoulder connection, which I believe it still has the same sh shoulder, though. So, mm -hmm. uh, it's pro possibly just a thing you can swap out. But, um, yeah. As for the arms, um, much like the torso, you actually have kind of Zaku-like arms. Uh, the upper arm is simple, it's just, you know, squared armor. Uh, you got a visible joint, um where the arm turns, and then for the lower arm, it's got the same kind of detail of, like, you know, the inner arm having some nice bevels to it, uh, and then the outer part, uh, having, like, an elbow that is more Zaku-like, uh, at least on one arm. Uh, the other arm, though, is a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are variations of this ver of this design that do just replace that with a normal arm uh but uh the default 0083 version just has a machine gun arm uh for the waist we've got a belt of tubes going into the backpack uh you do have like a single crotch plate going down um i don't think there's any skirts really let me i'm trying to see uh if there are yeah there's not even any side skirts or anything there's there's no skirts uh, so you've just got, like, a big square crotch piece for the waist. Uh, but then when you get to the legs, uh, so instead of legs, what you just have are these large, uh, articulated, like, again, just almost, like, propellant with, uh, you know, there's a thruster at the end, right? Like, it's just a big mm -hmm. tank, basically. Um, but these have joints on them, and they can rotate. Um, they mostly just have panel lining details up until you hit the bottom where they do have, like, you know, a cut in the, uh, middle of the armor vertically that has a thruster in it. Um, but yeah, and then for the backpack, give me one second, I'm trying to see, is there rear art on the wiki? Yes, there is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to pull up a model, but, uh, just because, uh, this thing is a little awkwardly shaped, but, um, for the backpack, uh, you have actually have a really big backpack, um, the... So you've got, like, a square... The way I would describe it is you have a cubic section that has three thrusters um, that has another part attached into the bottom of it that is just two huge thrusters. And then each side mm. has a fin. And then also an antenna is sticking out of the top. And these fins also have, like, little antenna at the end. And there's one more huge thruster between the two uh, leg-like propellant tanks. Oh, yes, I missed that one, yeah. And actually, this does have a large rear skirt as well that you can see, like, a rear skirt plate. Um, mm -hmm. That is uh, 
it kind of ends in a point. Uh, I would describe the shape as pentagonal. Um, it, it's like it's like home plate in baseball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, then uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the design itself. Uh, it's a cool design mm-hmm. though, right? Like, uh, yeah. A lot of time it gets compared to like, ah, oh, this is like a ball or something. This must clearly not be all that great. But honestly, this feels like a functional, cheap, yet, like, workable mobile suit in space to me in a way I really like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just cutting off a lot of the, uh, you know, unnecessary parts for, for pure space combat. Obviously, it isn't, like, getting rid of the legs is actually a problem for a mobile suit, given how many, like, for AMBAC purposes, the how many thrusters and stuff are stored in legs. Mm-hmm. But... Obviously, it has parts to accommodate for that. This thing has tons of thrusters. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it just, it doesn't, I can't see any reason why this would be inferior to a Zaku in a space fight. It seems like it would, in fact, probably be superior. Yeah, or at the very least, it would have more linear mobility, if even if it's not able to necessarily do as, like, you know, nice of... Uh corrective movements overall mm-hmm. but at the very least uh it would move fast in space and be able to like scooch around in lines really good um mm-hmm. so for its armaments uh it has a uh 40 millimeter vulcan built into the arm uh it does have three barrels at the end um this this is, is the problem yes it is apparently just not a very good vulcan because i mean it's it's sure it's three barrel but it's 40 millimeters. Um, the design of this is kind of cool in that the uh, you do have like an extra sensor camera on the wrist, and you do have a uh, clip stored into the elbow, which I think is really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the actual weapon, uh, it's a Vulcan. It's not very good. I, yeah. Uh, you know, when something is described as a Vulcan in Gundam, that is not a compliment, generally. Um, the... Other uh, things that it has equipped, so for the default version, is does have a shield, which is a very simple shield. It does mention it's made out of battleship plating. It's literally just like a plate, like a riveted mm-hmm. plate almost. Uh, one color, you know, not a lot of detail going on on it. Uh, but it does have one really cool feature. Uh, the underside of it in general does have a lot more detail, which is neat. Um but also, uh, it has a beam saber hooked into the underside of it as well, like on the inside of the shield. Um, complete mm-hmm. with even having like some cooling cables or something going into it, which I think is cool. Um, and it can ignite the beam saber on the uh, arm. And I always like beam sabers that pop out like this, so I do like mm-hmm. that. Uh, it is a bit of a shame that it only has a Vulcan normally. However, in... I mean... In Gundam Unicorn... This isn't enough of a spoiler, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a version of this appears that replaces the right arm for a normal right arm, and is equipped with a Gatling gun. A six-barrel Gatling gun that is quite large, uh, and is described as powerful. So this is, like, actually does, a good arm. Does it have a regular right arm? It doesn't look like it. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's holding the Gatling. Here, hold on. I'll get you a picture of... I oh, mean, the the gun is on the left. I see what you're saying. Yeah, here. Uh, you can see the high the high grade because even the blue version of the high grade actually comes with the scatling and the uh, extra arm there. So, um, hmm. and you can see it in also uh, Kotoki's art. Uh, 
pull that up right here. Actually, let me double check. Is there two different versions of this Mega Galaxy? Yeah, the Kotoki art I'm looking at, it looks Doesn't like actually the arm show just goes the... straight into it. Yeah. yeah. Let me pull up the the actual sleeves model because I'm I'm now I'm curious. I've always, especially because they're listed as the same armament on the wiki, so my brain's just like, well, clearly they must be the same. Uh, but now, now um, I'm having doubts. It also could be doing the like same as arm cannon thing or something. Yeah. Wait, was the Drissi? Hold on. Drissi sleeves. I will be listing these two as separate models because I think the the customizations done to the the sleeves variant are enough. Uh. Yeah, interesting. Uh, oh, okay, it was a P-Bandai, that's why I'm not finding it easily. Huh, okay, yeah, uh, it looks like to me that this just kinda... It just has a gun arm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Weird, Like its predecessor. Uh, the weird part to me is that, is specifically that it's that same design that is on that 0083 one with the extra arm there, like on the high grade. It's like the same design of Gatling overall. It's just instead of being handheld, it replaces the arm. That's a weird choice. Okay. I mean, uh, but like, what are you going to do with that hand? You don't have any other handheld weapons. Well, the reason it's weird to me is the Dressy model comes out after Unicorn, right? After like the sleeves Dressy has already been revealed. So my right. assumption with them giving it the handheld Gatling was, oh, well, clearly this must be in preparation for doing the double or the uh uh the unicorn version you know that would be i think a fair assumption to make uh but no no it just huh why does it just come with that i that's really interesting to me i wonder if it was maybe depicted with the gatling like the handheld gatling and like mayfly of space or something weird like that like, it being handheld instead of uh, just an arm replacement? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, grain of salt here, but the Gundam Wiki notes and trivia part notes the, the optional right forearm and handheld Gatling and doesn't ever reference where that could come from. It's like, hey, that could be that could be a reference to the sleeves version, but it's like it doesn't yeah, seem to suggest okay. that there is a canon reason for that to happen. That's really weird. I actually never knew that about the model, like, having, like, a unique thing to it. I always just assumed, oh, that must be what the sleeves one is doing. Weird. Okay. Um, my other favorite version of this is because of how uh, SRW sprites are done. Um, because it, normally these are an enemy, so the sprite would be flipped. But I do like I how it's on the say, left yeah. arm when it's, you know... When yeah, it's, they just mirrored the sprite. Uh, yeah, so. when it's on the hero side of facing things. Um, well, or do... Or do is it on, is it a hero one? Can you get it as a hero I one, or do you think you they just photoshopped this? I believe you can get one on your side, uh, at the or huh. at the very least, you end up working with the sleeves on a map. Uh, but it should be gotcha. yeah, it should be flipped though, because you know enemy units would be well, they'd be on the left. Um, sure, sure. Actually, am I remembering SRW right? Or enemy units on the right or left? <laughs> what the hell? I've played a billion of these games. Why am I not remembering this now? No, 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 your units are on the right, and they go to the left. Yeah, okay, so I'm right. Uh, anyway. Um, other things, though. Um, so, there's also a version of this that appears in uh, gray in um, 
uh, Zeta Gundam, the, the the third movie, the third of the compilation movies, um, Love mm-hmm. is the Pulse of the Stars. Um, it's just the Dracene Grey that is with the Axis forces that I believe get wiped out by the Hyper Mega Launcher or whatever, or the Hyper Mega Bazooka Launcher. Um, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but, uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, other other fun little fact that I forgot to note that I noticed on the uh, line art here, if you look in the lower left, uh, it does have um, little landers uh, that can pop out of both the uh, the leg ambac th- or the leg thruster units, and then um, out of the uh, crotch, so it mm-hmm. can you know properly land flat, which is kind of fun. Um, it seems like you'd probably only do that for like maintenance or something. Yeah, yeah, maintenance under gravity or something like colony gravity, because otherwise, why wouldn't you just like grab it by like the waist and hold it? Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing I want to note is the unicorn version's uh, gun is in fact likened to uh, the um, Gatling used by uh, the Yagd uh, Doga in Shars Counterattack. The the quest is Yakdoga. You can see that here. Uh, an interesting thing about this art, too. Um, so, normally when you look at the unicorn art of this, uh, if you look at the camera for the Gatling, it uses a Gaza camera type, like, camera, where it's got, like, the crosshair built into, you know, a glass, what would appear to be a mono eye. Uh-huh. Uh, but, if you look at it on this art, for whatever reason, um, Katoki actually draws it with a radome. This might be the novel version of the art, if it shows up in the novel. Um, but you can see it actually it is not the same art that is used for the other unicorn versions. Um, and it has the, it has like a radome style uh, uh, sensor. And it's on the outside rather than more on the inside. Yeah, the art style looks more like the novel to me. So Yeah. Um, oh, other difference on the sleeves one, as always to mention, uh, it does have sleeves insignias, uh, for this version of it, they are on the wrist, and also on the center chest plate, uh, on mm-hmm. the top of it. Uh, not anything too major, but figure should mention it. Um, I, I do- don't oh, much, I don't have much affection for the sleeves as an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, you know, not talk too much about that because of spoilers, but the sleeves insignias do look good. It does look good. And also it's pink, and I think a pink and purple. It is actually really funny to me that they didn't make the one in the Zeta movie, pink and purple, to match, like, the Gaza. Because this looks like the Gaza sees color scheme. Mm, Yeah, it does. So it's really interesting to me that they went with that for the unicorn one, but they didn't go with that for the ones hanging out with the Gaza seas. Um, I don't- I just feel like it would have been more appropriate. Um, uh, but yeah, um, so this is a cool design. Like I said, it is- it it, it it has good speed, but not good mobility when we're considering, you know, like, rotation and whatnot. Um, the, uh, it also, also mentioned on the wiki, uh, I don't know where it gets this information, probably from a model kit, because that's where they tend to translate these from. Uh, not having the legs is a bit of a benefit in that legs have the highest failure rate and the most consumable parts of a mobile suit. <laughs> Uh, sure. So it is it be, the simplification is much cheaper uh, because you know it is literally just two long thrusters basically mounted onto you know circular joints. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, 
Also, this is the Gatling gun the Yagdoga use. So this is I know this is like a weird thing, uh, but the the Mega Gatling used by the Yagdoga, uh, we watched quests like literally tear apart ships like they were made out of butter with that. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be literally the same one. I think he's just I think he's just comparing it. Yeah, because it is right, they're both right. six barrel Gatlings. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying, uh. <laughs> More things should have used uh, the Quest Yagdoga Gatling gun because that thing was uh, ridiculous, beastly. Yeah. But the the problem is everything in Char's uh, counterattack is depicted, uh, or is depicted as just tearing like all beam weapons are depicted tearing things completely apart. Even like the Giradoga and uh, Jigen beam rifles. Meanwhile, uh, I would say that Unicorn again, not too many spoilers. I would say beams are severely underpowered in Unicorn in general. Yeah. Especially when they are on weird, like, side units. Uh, just just my two cents. Uh, just an opinion I hold about uh, Unicorn. But anyway. You could read it as the development of armor outstripping the power of beams. In a three-year well, period of no war. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, or you can read it as just narrative inconsistency. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this does have a variant. Uh, the MS-21 D1 Drossy Custom. Uh, the, uh, well, I say custom, it is Kai, should let you know, instead of it being custom. But, you know, now we just use Kai as custom, and custom as custom, and I still am grumpy about this kind of translation thing, but whatever, that's just my own bitterness. Anyway, um, because if you called the Jim Kai the Jim Custom, you would be wrong. Um, because the Jim Custom is its own machine. But anyway, whatever. Uh, the the Drissi Custom is a pretty much similar... It is basically the same design. The thing you change out is the shoulders. Uh, the shoulders are now replaced with these really large... Almost like... It is almost like you have three thrusters, like, you know, that would go on, like, the leg of a mobile suit or something, but, like, all attached to each other, like... Because you see what I mean, right? Like, the way the armor mm-hmm. is sectioned. It reminds me of, like, the Alex's leg thruster or something. But it's got three of them, like, you know, in... They almost evoke, like, a flower or something. Like, flower petals, each with, like, a thruster at the end. Um, and it's got three on each shoulder. So, it, it's, it's it's you know, it's a cool shoulder. Um, I can't it's... remember if these rotate or anything weird. Let me look. They better, because otherwise all this can do is go side to side real fast. It can't turn. Yeah, that's the main issue I've always had with this, like, over the ball, is that, like, the ball, the way the thrusters are aligned, it, it would be angular movement, whereas these are all facing, like, outward. Um, which Yeah, this is like when I wanted to turn my Kerbal Space Program ship, so I just attached a solid fuel booster to one side. Like, great. Wait, hold on, explain that to me, because, y- uh, wait, a solid fuel to turn? Well, listen, I only needed it to turn the once. Excuse me? I was launching a probe into deep space. Once the trajectory was set, it was set. Okay, that's fair. What? That just... I'm sorry, I'm thinking about this. I'm not saying head. it was good engineering. That's fair. I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm rotating the idea of this in my mind, though, and it's very funny to me. Anyway, um... Let me look at, like, the model for this or something, because I know they made a model of it. Uh, does... Yes, Dalong luckily does have the model. Um... 
Actually, funnily on the model, the shoulders do not rotate at all. Oof. Eesh. And actually, looking at the way they're attached to that frame on the shoulder, yeah, they wouldn't be able to rotate. I don't think that's funny. Um, right, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'm, I'm wondering about thrust vectoring, right? I'm wondering if those nozzles themselves can move. Yeah, because it does mention that it has better acceleration because of these large thrusters. Which the only way that works is if it's somehow propelling itself forward with them. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, not depicted well in most things, though. Because even in, like GBO two, I know that these just stay out to the side, uh, and uh-huh. that's normally a game that is really good about doing, you know, like thrust movement detail. Uh, it's in ways that are not even like always anime accurate, you know, just mm-hmm. to just to make it look cooler or better. Um, so this uh also replaces the right arm at all times. Uh, never really has a gun arm. What it does have is a Zaku machine gun, which I guess that's better than the 40 millimeter Gatling, but yep. Tragically it is. Uh, it does also, it's the version of the, uh, of the Zaku machine gun with the underslung grenade launcher. Um, so that's cool. Uh, it does also have a handheld Gatling gun that I believe is a completely different design from the other two. This one is on the, uh, Specifically, the heavy equipment type, which is from Anaheim Log, um, which actually has a couple other changes. Uh, well, so, okay. Hmm. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. Scroll down to the, on the wiki, to the game part of the art. And you can see that the regular is using the forearm and the gun from the model kit. And then the heavy is using a, a bigger gun that it more approaches the appearance of the giant Gatling used by some Federation suits. Uh, let me check something real quick. Dressy Custom GBO2. Because uh, I'm curious if the Dressy Custom can equip both and they just gave it the Gatling by default instead of the... Uh, oh, I'm yes, sure it can. Yes, it can equip the MMP-78 with the grenade launcher. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the thing, though. This is from Mayfly of Space 2 originally. Uh, and Mayfly of Space 2 is with the Blu-ray... Uh, so that's in 2016, but the model kit that had that Gatling was 2011. That's so funny. Yeah, so it, 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 GBO2 specifically decided, hey, the, giving it the Zaku machine gun is kind of dumb. Let's give it that Gatling that the other Dressy used. Honestly, the well, did the kit. other, uh, yeah, the model kit did, that the yeah. machine didn't actually. This is a thing that I wish, GB, I love when GBO2 does, and I wish it would do it more. Like, give us the two other versions of the uh, Halpoli, right? Yeah. Sorry, this is this is a very that is too deep of a pull for me to throw out without explaining myself. Sorry, listener. Um, of the three versions of the Gundam Mark III, uh, the Titans version, we only ever saw like so. There are three manufacturers. There's a Gundam Mark III from Anaheim, which is the Gundam Mark III as we know it, great yep. machine. There's the Gundam Mark III from uh, the Ayug, which is the uh, Eagley. And then the Titans made three of them themselves, three different models with different changes, and we only saw one called the uh, called the Hall Pulley. There are two other versions. We know their names. We've never seen them. Just put them in the game. Um, I'm sure they will at some point. I mean, they're they're plumbing the depths, and the game seems to still be going strong, even with the disastrous PC launch. There's still more. Let let me let me check something. Uh, that's GBO2. I'm curious. Uh. Even though GBO2 has a terrible Steam rating, um, it still uh, is averaging over 5,000 players a day. That's, I'm... At peak Japanese time. That's great. I I wish they did a better job with it, but... Um, 
let's compare that to Gundam Evolution, a game that, even though it is much better reviewed, uh, overall, Steam charts. Let's see how many people are playing Gundam Evolution. Um, uh, 635 was the 24-hour peak, and it has 302 players right now, as opposed to the, uh, 1,196 uh, players of GBO2 at the moment. So better than it's been, honestly. That's a little up. Yeah, I just think that's Revolution. I just think that's very funny that uh, look, I I wasn't a huge fan of Evolution as a hero shooter because I'm not a hero shooter person really. Um, one can make the argument that GBO2 is a hero shooter in a way that I like it because every mobile suit is unique and has a unique set of tools. Um, but um, I like GBO2 a lot, whereas I think Gundam Evolution was not very fun for me personally. So I am reveling in the fact that even though the launch was disastrous for GBO2, um, that it still remained fairly popular, especially among the Japanese player base, because um, I enjoy playing that. And I can only assume that the PlayStation version is doing better than that. Oh, the PlayStation version's always been doing great, yeah. Um, I, I would at least assume double the player base of the, of the PC version, uh, even though we know it's been also downloaded more than like 5 million times or whatever. Uh, obviously, mm. downloads do not account for active player base, but, you know. Uh, also, the game, being a gotcha game, unfortunately, which is, you know, the big downside of recommending it to people, because I do love its gameplay, but I know some people that will no not touch a gotcha game, which I totally understand. That is fair. Um, but uh, I I do like that uh, it means that GBO2 won't die, probably, because there are... I mean, the fact that on day one of every month on even PC GBO2, like, the day one of this month, there were already people with platinum medals means there are people wailing on the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, in ways that are unimaginable to me. But, you know what? It means the game will probably live for a while. So, mm -hmm. even on... Or at least the PC version will live longer than you would expect. Um... Because I've been enjoying yeah, sorry the, for the, that one. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. It was just to point out the the two different Gatlings and yeah. the way they're used. But yeah, they're. They, I definitely feel like they will add those at some point. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So the heavy version is for Anaheim Log. Uh. Which is by Masato Natsumoto, who does a bunch of the Anaheim Log designs. Uh. I don't know if he does all of them, but he at least did this one. Um. Whereas the original, let me see, I think the original is a Katoki for the Drissi Custom, but let me double check. Drissi Custom MHQ. Because um, it's for Mayfly of Space, and I don't think Mikaki Taka does robots anymore. So, right. Okay, we don't actually have a credit on it. Um, I am leaning on it still being a Katoki like version of it, just because, again, uh. Mikaki Taka and Katoki both worked on 0083, and they have a. They do overall. While I think they have unique art styles, they have similar art sensibilities, though, overall. Yeah. Um, you know, probably has to do with them being colleagues at the time. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. The heavy version, uh, one, the art changes a couple of things in some cool ways, and two, it has a bunch of heavy equipment, including another Gatling gun design that is a six-barrel Gatling that is a completely different design from all the prior ones. Uh, it's probably the coolest of them, actually, in my opinion, because... Um, the way the one on the heavy works is, uh, it is still held in the hand, but it also has a strap, like, on the middle of the arm, like a metal, you know, a metal, I, I guess strap wouldn't be the word for it, what would it be? Um, 
it, it has a piece of uh, armature holding, uh, like, bolting the gun into the arm still, right? Like, sure. around a it. A brace. A brace. There we go. Um, it also has a little shield to protect the hand, which I think is fun. Uh, and, you know, it's underslung, which I always like. Uh, I Also, extremely big... funny, it has a tiny little eye port in the guard. Mm-hmm. In case you want to use iron sights on this thing. Like, what are we doing? Look, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, it does also have a rather huge barrel on the bottom of it, of uh, ammunition. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Drum, yeah. Yeah, big drum. Uh, another change on this design, though, for the uh, Anaheim Log is... So, uh, the shield now has two Sturmfausts just attached to the outside of it. <laughs> Uh, just via some, you know, little pieces to hold it in, like little claws, basically. Fire those quickly before you try to block something. Yeah. Um, they'd have to hit a very specific zone, to be fair. Sure, but the point of a shield is to make that the I zone. I know, I know. I, I do think they should be on the underside, probably. Uh, like how the, uh, Giradoga does it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then finally, the last change, the... The Zaku uh, leg missiles that are very often given to, like, the ground-type Zakus uh, are attached to the legs on this, uh, but it has six on each, or it has two on each leg, two of the missile pods, so six missiles on each leg. Mm-hmm. Um, six rather large missiles. Uh, another change for the art style, which I think is interesting, is if you look at the the legs, it actually has a sensor on each leg at the end, which I think is kind of fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a minor little, like, art uh, uh, art difference between uh, the Anaheim Log one and the normal one. He just adds some sensors to the legs. Um, I'm yeah, actually... like, and when we say the end, you mean, like, the upper end, like, close to the waist. Sadly, GBO2 doesn't actually reflect that. Um... Oh, you know what it is, though? Uh, the original Drissi has the detail of having that little circle at the end. It's just normally it is armor. Like, if you look at the GBO2 art of both of them. I see. Yeah. Uh, so they just... They, uh, the guy who was doing the Anaheim log was like, what if I put a camera in there? Is what happened. Okay. Um, but yeah, the heavy version is just a version with a bunch of guns strapped to it. Uh, quite literally, in a, in a lot of ways. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. These are I, uh, early days of GBO2 workhorses. Yep. Um, because they have ridiculous melee attacks uh, for being a you know space unit and a space support. Um, or in the case of, I think the original Drissi is a support, right? Uh, no, I think the original is a general and the heavy is a support. Right. Um, they all have the same down melee of doing the giant thrust that fucks people up, is the thing. Mm-hmm. The hitbox on that thing is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all very good, uh, units overall. Even if I prefer the regular shoulders over the, uh, custom shoulders... Um, I do overall like all of these still, you know. Uh, oh, this is so mean. What? I didn't read this detail before. <clears throat> this is from the shield. Uh, shield has a beam saver of close combat. The shield also incorporates a small generator, an ECAP system, and a cooling unit, since the suit's own generator is insufficient for powering beam weaponry. It can't power a beam saber on its own. Oh, that's why it has, like, all the little cooling tanks and whatnot, like, or the little, like, wires going into the saber. Okay. A beam saber? How shitty is your generator? Um, probably a one-year war era generator, honestly, given the way that that's worded. 
I guess. They probably yeah. slapped in some extra Zaku generators uh, or something. Some Zaku, Zaku generators that were like slightly like underperforming so they wouldn't put them in production units. Well, the thing is, right? Like, it's the Zaku can't power a beam weapon either. Um, I mean, can the Dom or the, the first Xeon mobile shoot that suit that can actually power a beam weapon is the Gelgi. Well, I mean, that's that's in the show. <laughs> right. I mean, like that. Well, they have them. We don't know how much power they generate, actually. And like it like, well, the, the, the Zaku is also powering a heat hawk and also, you know, legs and a balance system. And this doesn't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Uh, the other I don't know, weird this is one, pure conjecture. But. I was going to say, the other weird one, though, you also have to consider, then there's the Axe Zaku, which is supposed to be the Zaku with the beam rifle, but it can only power, I believe, one beam weapon at a time, so it either has the beam sabers and the Gatling gun, or the beam rifle and the uh, Heat Hawks, um, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But yes, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that would be it for all of the Dracy and the Dracy related machines. Though, well, well, there is one uh, related machine we should talk about real quick. Oh, is it the Gaddle? It's the Gaddle. Well, then we have to talk about the Gobble also. Well, then it's, they'll have to talk about the Gobble. We'll talk about the Gaddle first because okay. the Gaddle is the one that is in animation that people probably know. Maybe if they remember, it depends on how well you remember ships from a uh, you know Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, which I will admit, even I am not always great at remembering all of them because there's a lot of weird little ships, and that's not where my interest lies generally. But anyway, um, I also don't think it's where the strongest design lies, frankly. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, the Gattle is a space-heavy combat bomber. Uh, it does have uh two. Well, it says the cockpit is double-seated, but I believe it it just has two cockpits, basically, right? Like, looking at that design? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, it's just funny to me that it's referred to as a two-seater when my brain is like, I guess that's true, but, you know. Um, anyway, uh, apparently the cockpit can also serve as an escape capsule. Uh, Both of them, or just one? I, is it just the pilot? Is the co-pilot fucked? I, I Maybe the that whole head comes off, that whole, like, little armature thing there. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, probably. It's just very funny to think of the pilot bye. being like, well, the co-pilot would be like, no, no, no. Um, but yes, uh, they are, uh, okay, so you've got the two cockpits in the middle, and the cockpits are asymmetrical in that the cockpit on the right is located slightly lower and slightly set back more. Uh, you can see this good from the top-down shot on the old uh, MSIA uh, Gelgoog, which actually comes with a gaddle. Um, so, it looks weird in the yard, and it turns out it is fucking weird that these are not actually aligned, really. Uh, it's funny, in one shot of the show here, uh, in the original uh, show, they actually do look aligned. Uh, that's an animation error, funnily enough. Um... Because if you look at all the other versions of it, in including even like in another show frame, it's actually offset, <laughs> which I think is really funny that the animation error makes them more symmetrical than they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's actually a uh, version of it from Sentinel 0079, which is a I don't know why it's called Sentinel 0079 um, because it has no relation to Sentinel in terms of story, uh, but I believe it's Kotoki doing these designs, and you can see like. Uh, that's Azaku. And I mean, hell, funnily enough, I think, let me see, when does Sentinel 0079 come out? 
Because that Zaku looks amazingly like the Zaku F2. Uh, which, uh, W83 Stardust Memory, when does that come out? So Stardust Memory comes out in 1991. S- Sentinel0079 comes out in 1990. Hmm. And yet, look at that Zaku. That looks like a Zaku F2, does it not? It does, it does. Uh, I just think that that's very fun. And I mean, it's obviously, you know, this is like Kotoki design still. Uh, I just find that kind of fun. Anyway, uh, his version of the Gattle here, much more... I mean, it's still a goofy machine, but it does have, you know, the offset cockpits and stuff. Or a much less goofy machine, I should say. But it still has the mm. offset cockpit and whatnot. Anyway. Uh, then for the middle of it, you've got... Uh, I... So, <clears throat> I'm looking at this. Uh, are these just, like, two intakes at the bottom? You think below it's, the uh, yeah? I I would think it's two big intakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I will say I do like the MSV art of this a lot because I love when uh, Okawara goes ham on like coloring the planes. Uh, it has two large thr- uh Well, I say two. It has one big like nozzle in the back that contains uh three thrusters on either side. Uh, so big big set of thrusters all in the back. Um. Then uh, it also has so. Either side of this, instead of having, like, it, it has a section on either side that basically is a wing going down that has then a, you know, a wing that's going out at the top, right? Like, I don't know how else mm-hmm. you would describe these, like, sleds or something. Um, and these have uh, missile tubes uh, on either side. There's a five-tube missile launcher on either side. Uh, they end in, well, sleds at the bottom. Uh, skis. I believe, yeah, or skis, yeah. I believe also that the 30 millimeter Vulcans that are mentioned are also at the bottom. You can see them like right above the skis. Aren't they the things in the cockpit? Or no. Oh no. Those are the things in the cockpit. Right. Oh yeah. Cause you can see forward and back. These are just thrusters then on the bottom uh, of the skis. Um, or, you know, right before the skis. Okay. And then, um, yeah, at the top, there's a wing going out at an angle that, and these also end in like, with like little intakes or something. I don't know. This is a this is a very like they're I feel like especially for it's like a goofy vehicle ships and stuff of of this era. It's it's very I, my instinct is to say very buff clan right, but I think I've put my finger on my bigger criticism. I'm I like I think they're charming enough, but when you look at these things as designs like this or you know the gaw or any of these things, it's like it's hard to take them seriously in the same context as the mobile suits. Uh-huh. Um. And I think I've settled on the term that 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 reflects my heart, which is, I think these are Doctor Seussian. <laughs> you know, I can kind of see it. Um, I, I this thing also has a commander antenna going down between the cockpits. By the way, um, for some reason, I mean, it's probably just like a communications antenna, but it is funny that it is, you know, going down from the middle of the cockpits. It's just a yeah. weird placement. Yeah, you're right. It does have a blade antenna there. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, right, because it has... Okay, so yeah, it has the four 30mm Vulcans, the two 5-tube missiles. And then it also has large anti-ship missiles, which can be attached... They are attached to these little, like, pylons on the outside, on those little, like, outer structures. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's what these were originally meant to do, by the way. Um, I mean, I I would expect so, honestly. You think so? Okay. I mean, that's the struts are just the right size, and these are missiles that are too big to mount inside the ship. Yeah, they are huge missiles. They're, I mean, they're anti-ship missiles. You know, they are for blowing up right. battleships. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, they, they are, this is a not very great machine, all things considered. It's fine. Um, I actually like the Sentinel version, the Sentinel 0079 version of it a bit more. Um, the cockpits on the 0079 version almost look like, like, weird little portholes. Um, Mm -hmm. and then also, like, it's a bit more square. Um, it only has four tube missile launchers on the, uh, on the little outer parts. However, the four-tube missile launchers um, do have, like, big doors, and they do appear to be much larger missiles. Um, which I just think is kind of neat. I just like the... I mean, obviously, because it's Hajime Kotoki, he is designing a design that is overall more... quote-unquote realistic, right? Like, he, he's trying to make it look more like a normal space vehicle overall. But the problem is you're taking something that's already so inherently ridiculous that what you've created is photorealistic Mario. That's fair. I still like this machine. That's fair. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it's the same thing I feel about the, like, it's what I kind of like in Thunderbolt is the Thunderbolt guy is clearly like a weird technical artist, but also he cares more about first Gundam than anything else. So instead of making like weird alternates of the real designs, he instead makes weird alternates of all the existing designs. Like, from 0079, which I think is, you know, funny, um, personally. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just, I like that, like, contrast. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, overall, uh, the, oh, wait, nope, forgot the gobble. So, in MSVR, they decided to introduce the predecessor to the gaddle called the gobble. Uh, the gobble actually kind of like. rules. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Which is funny, because I normally am down on MSVR designs but i actually quite like this one um it is so it is a more of a single seat pilot let me double check that no it is two pilots they're just in a single canopy though instead of two separate little cockpit pods um so in so the the structure of this the middle structure you know you have a almost like a glass canopy looking part very much looks like an old plane or something uh, especially with, like, you know, having, like, the sections of glass with, like, the black, you know, thing. Uh, the black little, like, in between the glass. Um, then you've got, uh, on the top, I assume that's the sensor unit. It has, like, a weird, like, you know, there's two fins, and it's, like, a weird, like, sensor array of some sort, I imagine. It's a kind of an, it's a kind of antenna and probably sensor array as well that we actually see on some battleships in, and I think in early UC Federation stuff, usually. Yeah. Um, it, it, the interesting thing to me is that they're, like, off-center. Uh, there's one in the middle going up, and then there's one going to, uh, the left of the machine right if you're looking at it from the front. Um, but the machine's left. Um... Then you also have... Uh, just real quick, oh, yeah, here sorry. is an example of what I'm talking about from the uh, Magellan-class battleship. You can see the same style. Yeah, yeah, it's those yellow fins going around. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, with this design also, so, you've got a really large middle section that reminds me almost like of like a World War II like, bomber-style thing. Just with how, like, you know, it is shaped overall. Uh, mm-hmm. it is because it is like tall. Uh, yeah. But instead of it being a bomber, uh, there's probably all a bunch of fuel for like the uh, thrusters on the back. It just has one thruster, but the thruster looks like it's like inset in such a way that it can obviously like it has you know attitude control. Um. 
Uh, it does also have two latches for huge missiles. Like, when I say huge, like, these are not, like, the normal anti-ship missiles. These are two really large missiles. Um, I don't think those are missiles. Oh, are those not missiles? I think those are fuel tanks. Um, let me look. Uh, it refers to that as station. Uh. S- station. Carrying medium missiles for anti-ship attack or large fuel tanks. Those ones look like fuel tanks. Oh, yeah, me. I guess those are fuel tanks. They even have, um... They do have maneuvering thrusters on them, too. Uh, you can mm-hmm. see on the front. Okay, so those are just two large, like, fuel tanks, I guess, you could just eject when they are empty. Okay. Just has large ejectable propellant. Um, huh. Uh, just an interesting assuming this shape. this is gonna do some really long-range miss- missions. Yeah. Um... Out of the middle, then, you have a wing that comes out of each. Uh, these wings have no, no real detail overall. Like, they've got some black armor on the top, and then they have, like, missile ports on the front. We'll get into the armaments in a bit. Uh, but at the end of each wing, you then have a large tank with a bunch of maneuvering thrusters located, like, around them. I actually like the way that these uh, thrusters are laid out. Like, you've got... So you've got on the front, you know, two that are facing out at an angle, right? Like, one on the top, one on the bottom at an angle. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, you have one on the bottom coming out at an angle, but instead of the top one, the top one's on the opposite side instead. Like, it's on the inside, which is kind of interesting. And then it has a wing on the outside. Uh, Yeah, the the combined effect is, like, it basically has gull wings, right? Yeah, it's really interesting to me, just, like, the vernier placement going on there. Um, But I guess, like, having thrusters that face a little inward like that wouldn't necessarily be bad, especially if you're doing, like, rotation and stuff. Um, when you combine, like, where all the thrusters are located. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these big tanks, uh, they have a thruster at each end as well, like a huge thruster. Uh, just like the one in the center, these seem to be, like, inset and able to r- rotate around. Um, uh, these also seem to have, uh, they have either, I, I assume these wouldn't be, well, I guess they could be vents, or they're possibly just built-in smaller thrusters, like, around it, like, four, as four holes around the, uh, you know, the big thruster on the back. The wings mm-hmm. also have these, like, little holes in the back, but again, I don't know if those are for ventilation. Obviously, weird that this even has intakes, thinking about it, because these are all meant to be space fighters, because this also has, like, an intake at the front. Uh, yeah. So does the prior, so does the prior Gattle, but whatever. Um, looks cool. Um, so it's fine. Uh, and then you've got at the end of these, uh, like, tanks, though, uh, another wing that goes down, and they still end in the same kind of, like, little sleds. Um, and these also have latches on the inside uh, for the anti-ship missiles. Or, uh, did you describe them, what, as uh, me- me- medium-sized missiles or something? I didn't see how they were described earlier. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't notice I anything. guess they were called short-range missiles, because presumably you were flying at a ship and firing them at short range. Because yeah, it still says this so. is an anti-ship attacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then also, so it has six missile launchers. These are located in the wings. Uh, you can see the large red-tipped missiles in the wings. Um, yeah. These seem like they're more like air superiority style, like fighter-to-fighter missiles. Yeah. Interestingly, a, a question I have is also, so it doesn't label any other weapons, but it does seem to have, like, six ports uh, like on the front and part of me wants to imagine that those are maybe like vulcans or something i would guess that but you know yeah um so uh yeah this is the gobble uh the gobble is you know 
It honestly feels like it would be better than the Gaddle to me, looking at its design. Yeah. yeah. Uh, difference of 20 years in design or whatever, or 40 years in design or whatever between, like, you know, real life designs, but still. But anyway. It also, like, visually, I mean, I, I like the look of it a lot better. It kind of reminds me, um, it has some, like, Akira Toriyama touches. It's like Dragon Ball MSV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, and I find it very charming in that way. Yeah. Um, I just, I like that shape of, like, the middle part of it. Like I said, it kind of just reminds me of, like, you know, when you have those, like, World War II era bombers that have the, um, you know, they have the really tall fuselage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of what it reminds me of. Um, and I just, I just think it looks kind of neat. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, this is a fun little space plane. Uh, also it's called the Gobble, which is a fun name. Um. Yep. But, uh, yeah, apparently, much like the Gaddle, at the end of the war, a lot of these were then converted into, like, worker suits. Uh, it mentions at the end of the war, also, surviving Gobbles had, uh, been reassigned to delivery duties, uh, using their external mounts to ferry weapons and ammunitions to mobile suits on the front line. Uh, they, apparently this was assigned to veteran pilots who would never switch to mobile suits. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, because it is dangerous to ferry ammo to the battlefield. Um, uh, so yeah, the gobbles, uh, apparently they had uh, about 3,000 of them by 0076, so it was the main weapon of the Principality of Xeon before the Zaku existed. Uh, of course, if we start going by the origin and stuff, uh, the Zaku existed before 0079, but, you know, whatever, anyway. Um, or at least they were working on mobile suits, like, mobile suit, mobile suits. Uh, I just, you know. I mean, that, I think, is, is like, having them ready, I don't agree, but, like, I mean, you don't... Oh, the yeah. The Zaku wasn't built in a day. Yeah, no, it wasn't built in a day. It's just, like I said, it's just funny that it was called, the, this is called the main weapon of the Z, of the Principality of Xeon. You know, invented for MSVR uh, X number <laughs> of years later, uh, 2009. Uh, so. Never showed in any animation ever. Yeah, yeah. 30, year, 30 years later, uh, they have decided this. It's just, I, I just, you know, it's a thing I find amusing is all when, when people revisit the One Year War. Um, sure. But yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, you know, uh, apparently also it says that, uh, it can have mounted Vulcan pods, like, on those underside things. I wonder if those would be, like, large, like, aircraft-style Vulcans or something. Like, you know, like, how those sometimes go. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's hard for me to gauge how big, I mean, I guess it says 6.8 meters on the height, so it's not like this is very big. And, I mean, you can see the canopy and stuff. Um, always hard to judge space vehicle sizes in Gundam, though, because to be fair, uh, especially if I'm not seeing it next to a mobile suit, uh, sizes in Gundam are tend towards really large. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it also mentions that, uh, the Dolos could carry six squadrons, but I don't know how many are in a squadron of these, uh, in addition to its 100 plus mobile suits, because the Dolos is a ridiculous machine and I love it. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, alright. Now, now we are, we, we finish. We did. Yeah. Alright, well, six. Any questions, comments, concerns, anything new to talk about, or, nah? Uh, I mean, 
nothing particularly much, you know. All um, right. um, since we last recorded, you know, just chilling. The mobile suit, the mobile suit world is at peace. Yep. Well, other than the uh, the two new issues of AOZ that are out, but we'll cover those at another time. Ooh, we'll talk about those off the air though before yeah. we cover them. I uh, get, I get the, I get the early preview, folks. You get the, yeah, the early preview. Um, yeah. Oh, have you not seen those yet? No. Oh, okay. I'll show, I'll show you those. Um, but yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, yeah, nothing on my end either. So, uh, all right then. Six. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh on Twitter or co-host at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. Feel free to message me with your questions, comments, concerns, listener requests, any of these things. We'll get you on the show if it feels like it'll be fun to talk about on the show. Um, yeah. And if you want to find my work, that's scanlandmedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlandmedia. Any support is appreciated. Dylan, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, on co-host, on Blue Sky, all of which at low poly robot. Um, you know, again posting sporadically everywhere alternating where i'm posting etc because i'm lazy and don't want to post on every site at once but also unfortunately the fracturing of the internet has begun enough in earnest that it's like i still feel obligated to want to be everywhere um Mm -hmm. so you know you know how it is anyway yeah that's it though uh trying to think was like the last Oh, I guess I posted a little bit on Twitter. I posted... Right, I got the Gaza E in GBO2, and I posted that. And I did post uh, building the Gym Spartan. Oh, and then I also posted the the nightmare... Uh, the nightmare of me being like, you know, I know that, there, th- that a lot of OVAs are bad, but what I should do is look at my anime list to find a bunch of OVAs, uh, you know, of the, like, the late 80s and 90s period in order to, you know, just be like, hey, let's see if there's anything, like, cool I missed. And me reading mal-reviews, because I'm an unfortunate person and I would scroll down, and on even, like, I don't think Cyber City Oedo is, like, a great thing or anything, right? But mm-hmm. people post on these 80s OVAs that look gorgeous and with, like, lazy and dated animation and i'm like you motherfuckers don't know what you're talking about and it made me so fucking mad um and it wasn't just that we saw it on i saw it on a bunch of different things on like you know another one by the same guy uh wicked city on uh you know um what was it there was another one i saw uh oh dirty pair project eden where someone's like yeah the animation is dated though and i'm like what are you talking about I'm so mad about it. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's dated. If you mean dated, it means looking better than most modern productions, then sure. Sorry. Anyway, that's my People are stupid about these things, you know. Yeah, it's it just it's it's the same thing I hate in video games. I just don't expect it. I should I my brain thought would be, "Oh, well, animation people would clearly understand that artistry can exist without needing to go towards some like technical level of modernness." Uh, apparently fucking not. At least not for the anime fans. Fuck you, weebs. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. You can find me on those places. Um, so yeah, do you have a sign-off, Six? <clears throat> the reaction isn't bad for an enemy, but they're ordinary soldiers drowning in their transient luxury, corrupted and lacking conviction. I will not be done in by the likes of them. Thank you, Nightmare of Solovan and Elgato. I was about to say- Never uh, once piloted a Drossi. Yeah, no, d- did not do that. 
Uh, Gato's Dressy would be great, though. I, I it would be pretty. Like. Just just give it the atomic bazooka on one arm. Like that, I mean, like in a that, way, that's yeah. all it would need. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um. All right. Solomon, I'm back again. <laughs> uh. It's gonna. It's the. It's the. It's the fucking vine. It's like back at it again. It's Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> Launches a nuke. Another Federation naval review is down, but it has done nothing to their forces because the Federation has infinite money. Infinite money. Peace. Peace.